that instinct? It's like a sixth, sixth sense where I can just tell when a beer's about to get knocked over. Maybe it's from all my days. Years of knocking beers over. <laughs> all my days of watching people knock beers over. Years and beers and gears and honks, baby. Beer hunks. What's up? Beer hunks, bro. Wow. I feel like you're sitting kind of far away, but it's, well, not, you had it's me not too far away. Not too far, right? Do you yeah. want me closer? You can, I mean, maybe a little bit, but like, you I know. Gotta, as long as the arm will let me. Here you go. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. It's a little better, right? That's a little better, yeah. We had, a, we had a little bit of a false start to this episode today. We were getting in the... Dude, we were so in the groove. We were playing that strat yeah. ears, and it was sounding and feeling so rad, and then the dang, the dang boom arm broke. Yeah, we warmed up today. We had like played through some pedals, changed some strings on the strat yeah, for me man. today. Um, that's a good way to warm up a gear hunks day. I think so too. Yeah. We were talking a bit, so it's not like the first 20 minutes. I just have to edit out every time because we're not interesting yet. It's like, I just show up and I'm, you're like fired up. Here we go. Fired, better be on, on well, your shit. You show up to work ready to perform son. And to be fair, like when we have guests on, uh, you know, you don't want to like waste their time. So we want to be like, oh yeah, let's get you on. Let's start it up. Let's start talking. Let's act like we're professionals here. Yeah. Do the, do but the podcast. I do like our duo cast cause we can always just kind of like shoot the shit for like an hour beforehand. Yeah. How many has it been since the last one? How many duo casts? Yeah. No. How many, how many episodes has it been since we got to do a duo? I cast? think it was two episodes ago. Oh, right. We had Joe and then Katie. So it's kind of like an every other week thing. Well, Every two or so, which yeah. is, that's not a bad rhythm. I mean, I don't know if we're going to be able to. Oh, we did have Joe, I think. Before. Yeah, we yeah, did. Right. So, so two weeks. So maybe I, that, that feels really good to me also, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to ever be able to say like this week is going to be guests and then this week won't be guests. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of dependent on our schedules well, and I the like folks that we're hanging out this with. This thing can stand on its own. You know, if we oh, got to, if we got to just go thing, back and baby. forth. You know, it's not like, oh, no, we don't have a guest for this week. Guess we're just canceling. Yeah, no, exactly. That no, shit dude, fuck that shit. Dude, yeah, we're so selfish and love hearing our, so, our own voices so much that this is actually great for us. <laughs> I think I enjoy we, these ones. We could, the, and the, the, the truth of the matter is, is while we had one guest that we were talking to or said, there were a couple others that we could have had, but mm-hmm. we're just kind of like, no, let's just let's just hang out with us. Yeah. Man. Yeah. W- let's do more us time. So it's good to hang out with just us right now what for episode episode 26, 26 of man. the Gear Hunks podcast. That's awesome, dude. Whoa. I'm psyched. Crazy. I'm also psyched to be using the SM7B again. It, it looks good. If my it voice sounds good. a little sexier today. It's the, it's the mic. That's what it is. But because we're such giving hunks, even though I, I will never not speak into the RE20 now, we give the we give the guests the SM7 because we've only got one extra one right. and we want them to feel special. Yeah. I don't mind the 57. It's like, whatever, dude. And in fact, I when it comes to mixing the pod, I almost prefer how the 57 sounds on your voice. You like it in post. I like it in post. But when we're doing the I real like the deal live, of Holyfield... Yeah. Which is actually a nice little callback to a piece of gear I still want to get, that Townsend Labs Sphere mic, which is that modeling yes. mic, remember? Right. And we'll, what feasibly you can easily do with that is put an SM7 while you're tracking with it because it works with the UAD Apollo interface. And then in post, switch it back over to that 57 sound. On the fly. One button. Dude. I got to get that shit. That'd be cool. That would be super cool. It might be overkill for a podcast, especially since there are already so many dang mics in this place. But is it overkill for a gear hunks podcast? Fair. Now, Fuck yeah. Nothing. That's actually that's that is the the test. We do not. We cannot hold ourselves to the same. We can never be like, gear. oh, we can't try that. Like right now, I'm looking at you <laughs> through the shock mount holder. So I like you're looking through this like square. Yeah. How you know, do I look? For people who don't know, Henry's his arm kind of broke today. Oh though, man, not my real arm. Don't get. Don't. Fret. No. No. Just, no. just the. I have one of those fancy, you know, all the people like, like the, the podcast arm thing. Yeah, like the, the radio Howard station Stern, Howard Stern uh, arm. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't. Well, it sort of broke, but 
the fact is, is, is it's more user error uh, and negligence than the angle the, is not the, I, the way I have it set up was to, to fit into my system is not ideal for the so intended purpose. We got you on an old fashioned mic stand. So today. I'm on an old fashioned mic but stand. But you're I'm looking little, at me right through the little, little nervous window it's there. It's going to topple over because this is a big, heavy microphone. I think on we'll here. be all right. Don't move on around the, on the on stage stand. But you get to you get to keep my fancy latch lake over there because yeah, you know that's just kind of it. Just kind of if it lives with the SM7 these Thanks, days. Thanks, man. I feel like you really you know you really set me up good today. I got the nice stand here i got the nice mic dude you look good you Thanks, got a man. great sounding guitar that you dude, brought over you, you set up the uh strat for me today we, i had to change a string and i said why not bring it to henry and see if he'll uh hook me up which i mean i could do it myself but you're gonna do a way better job let's be oh, honest word well so, dude, should we talk is... do we, should we talk about what we did do it really yeah quick, yeah real go ahead we'll, go through it. well what, what, so tell us what's a guitar uh well it's my uh we've mentioned it before in the cast but it's my uh mid-80s paisley fender stratocaster do you know the exact year on that? main japan they say somewhere between like i think 88 is around what they estimate maybe Mm -hmm. 85 to 88 i want to say somewhere in there it's hard to hard to date yeah they like they kept the serial numbers got real goofy Mm -hmm. then um but anyways it's the you know the first the first edition of those paisley the pink paisley uh, stratocasters which I just love it, man. It's it's like yellowing a little, so it's kind of an orangey pink. Mm-hmm. Pute green and orangey pink oh, are like the yeah. two prominent colors in that thing. It's honestly, it's just as nice to look at as it is to play and vice versa as well. It plays fucking phenomenal, dude. Beautiful. Um, but you set it up real mm. nice for me today. Put some new yeah. uh, D'Addario 10s on put it. Put some 10s. I think we think it had 9s on before. Yeah, it feels a little tougher. The 10s, but it sounds a lot tougher, yeah. which is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, not. I didn't really do too much. Just intonated it. I cleaned I cleaned up the frets a little bit. There was a little, some divots in the like you know cowboy chord position, so I just filed those out, gave it gave a nice fret shine, yeah, thank wiped you, the man. whole bad boy down, intonated it, and now it plays like it, a dang dream i mean it's it's like it's like glass it just sounds like glass glass but not like Ding. not like crystal like yeah, crystal, crystal. not like shreds of glass on no the, on, the <laughs> on a chalkboard <laughs> on a chalkboard glass on a chalkboard dude that's you're like, like glass on a chalkboard bro <laughs> Whoa. yeah that's taking it really far wowzers well speaking of things that deserve correction uh let's kick it over to the ministry really fast i don't know if we actually i this I, we've been calling this the ministry of corrections but i don't know if it actually has uh like fucking. Do you know what I hear every time we say Ministry of Corrections? I hear, hear Symphony of Destruction, dude, by Megadeth, and I'm like, it's the Ministry of Corrections. It didn't take a mortal man. So, bro, that's every time you say it. So I want to, I want to stick with the name if we can. The the Symphony of Corrections. All I've got on here is subscribe to our Instagram. We're getting a lot of followers. Uh, I think it's been a lot of things. We had some really awesome guests on the last some high couple profile weeks. guests on, man. We've been doing a little bit of the old promotion stuff lately. Dude. Uh, I unabashedly reached out to my personal Instagram friends. and was like, yo, motherfuckers, you love me. Let's love on some gear hunks. Let's get some love. So if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're already subscribed. Thank you. We love you. You're the best. And, and also, if you're listening to this, I want to add right here, we still have some stickers left. Uh, actually, here's something for the Ministry of Corrections. I realized that the last shipment I still have in my backpack uh, that I forgot to send out. So uh, I'm a ding dong. Didn't send those Oops. out. I'll get those out this week. We haven't to, forgot to about use. you, but we kind of did. But if you're listening to this right now, shoot us a DM, send us a yeah. comment, comment on one of the things and say, hey, send me the sticker and we'll get that Break shit Break our out balls to you a little bit. For you free. Know? Break the ballsies. We like it. Um, so yeah, 
that's that. Uh, we're going to Nam still, so super <laughs> fucking excited still about that, bro. <laughs> oh, I got my TSA pre-check, so dude, ready to fly we're skipping through. those lines. Now I heard, yeah. I read that people are like, "There's a line for that too." Well, I'm there like, is. Well, but I don't it's a, take my pants off. It's though, a baby line. Point, so you leave good. your shoes on from now on. Your yeah. laptop stays in the bag. Love it. You don't have to mingle with the plebes. It's gonna be big. You know, it's gonna be a big time. So that's pretty exciting. We're again. If you want to hang out with us, hit us up. We've already got some some folks on the line, but you know, let's just let's just make the most of the time out there. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm just gonna dive right into the next segment here. It, you know, at first I didn't really have anything for this until last night, so it's time for grinding my gear hunks. Love it. I just because I've I guess I don't know I've just been kind of in a positive gear mood this week. Nothing's really been grinding me. I was I didn't have anything. I was almost you know I looked at the outline. I was like, damn, I don't know. Like I don't even know what we're gonna do this week. And then I watched a couple Premier Guitar Rig rundowns last night. I caught up. I'd been behind, and I watched the Robert Fripp rundown, which frankly was extremely exciting for, for me. For those who don't know, Robert, Robert Fripp of King Crimson. He played with. Brian Eno. I mean, he did records with David Byrne. He's 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 played with everyone. He's one of my personal guitar heroes. Super excited to check out his rig. He has a really goofy rig these days, uh, but whatever. I knew I knew that I knew that already. Mm-hmm. But okay, so I didn't ex- actually expect him to be in the video, which he wasn't. It was his guitar tech. Okay. And I love when the guy's too busy to do his own rig rundown. It's like, oh yeah, his guitar. He's Robert Fripp. He's he's he can get away. Signing autographs. Yeah. He's no. He's fucking. He's meditating or floating somewhere. But I'm gonna tell you what grinding my gear. I know this is. I'm like I don't know where this is going. Well, we're happy. So he plays. It's a it's a Fernandez Les Paul copy. And his guitar tech, who has been with him since 2005, mind you, this is not some some new guy. This is a guy who's been with him for near 15 years. Yeah. When he when touching Robert Fripp's guitar in the video, only did so while holding a silk handkerchief. <laughs> At no point did his actual fingers fret Robert Fre- Robert Fritz's guitar. Despite playing the guitar, he played it through a fucking silk handkerchief. That's like putting white gloves on and like holding. What I mean, it oh. was it was it was even fucking weirder now, than putting on white gloves. I do understand like you don't want to put a fingerprint on it. I guess. Is it a black guitar? No, dude. And it's it's not like it's some mint guitar. This is a guitar he's Fernandez. been playing for years by Fernandez. Hacked up. It's got a fucking rolling synth pickup on there. Dude, okay. I've watched literally every rig rundown that has ever existed. Not once while playing priceless guitars. Did has I seen have I seen anyone wear gloves, let alone only to handle handle it. the instrument. Not to play it even. through a thin layer of silk oh handkerchief. That was a demand by the man himself. You'd have to think. Do you what is the you don't, you know, what are we I, worried about here? The thing is, is that I, un- I, I think I understand it. It's, you know, somebody else's oil from your fingers playing, getting on your instrument, whatever. Then, you know what? Guess what? Don't have a guitar tech. He's and, your guitar tech. Though. And don't, and don't, don't do rig rundown. Does videos. he, <laughs> don't do rig rundown. They should have just canceled the whole thing. Does he bring the, the handkerchief with him when he has to test the guitar before the show? It was not addressed throughout the entirety of the video. Nobody, nobody mentioned the handkerchief. Never once. See, it would have been funny if he would have like poked fun at it, like, oh, he makes me like grab it with this thing. But, yeah, like, no, just completely. Like, no, nope, this is normal. This is how people play guitar through a handkerchief. I, I wonder, because I mean, obviously he has to come out on stage and sound check for him. So like, I wonder if... If he uses the handkerchief, I bet. Oh, I, I bet want to try does. to find like a video where he comes out. Sound first. check, yeah. Sound check video. So wow, 
That does kind of ground my I, gear hunks too. I don't. Right? Yeah, I don't really have much more to say about that other than I thought that was one of the just truly lame things I've ever seen. Well, dude, you've handled a 1960 burst before, and no, there was no silk handkerchief. No, they had that shit hanging on a wall, man. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Ooh, now that I got my blood pumping, I'm going to yeah, kick it back I, over I feel to like you. I did push ups or something. I what? know. Yeah, I, I did a little squat thrusts. Is that it for gear hung or for grinding? I think that's for grinding. So that means it's time for Dave's Docs. Dave's Docs. I uh, watched a great What'd you watch? doc yesterday. Um, it's on Netflix right now. It's called, I forget the name. Now More Than Ever. Now More Than Ever. It's the story of Chicago, the band Chicago. Oh, sweet. Which we, it came out in 2016. I'd seen it before and I remember it being really good. But then I was like, oh, they featured it again or something. I was like, I got to watch this. It's so fucking good, dude. Chicago was like, there's so many good quotes in that movie. Like right in the beginning, he's like, he's talking all the, you know, um, I think it was like Peter Cetera or whoever, like kind of was the the main guy. Um, it's basically like, dude, you know, you're, you're either leaving, you know, you'll either leave this band or you'll die in this band. Like they were like, we're not. We're a family. Like we are going to Two, be... three, four, Saturday. <laughs> I know, right? And then their songs are like so That's cheap. some fucking black metal mayhem shit right there. Yeah, it really was. It was like, there's two ways out of this band. Like death or, you know, you can walk away, I guess. The rock and roll hall Which of I was fame. thinking about. I was like, well, if you could just walk away, then that's, I guess like that's- Those like, are literally the options for anything That's not that big of a deal. You yeah, either leave like, or you can die. But I guess they were saying like, you'll never be replaced. Like you're the guy in this band. Yeah, for like, real. Like that's it. Um- Fucking awesome, dude. I mean, those guys, their chops were insane. Did they, they actually play Chicago music in the documentary? So it's oh, not yeah. like one of yeah, those weird Yeah, it's not an unauthorized. It's, sure. it's for sure authorized. They talk about a lot of the songwriting in it, which you know I love, when they go into like what was the inspiration behind these songs and stuff. So fucking phenomenal. Um, the guitar player, uh, Terry... Um, Kath. Terry Kath, thank you. You're welcome. Fucking phenomenal and they you know they opened for Jimi hendrix for a did while. you did they tell that story about hendrix they told that? the story and, and the quote is hendrix says your horn section sounds like one breath and the guitar player is better than me i've heard that quote a few different ways it was, the, the way i heard it was uh someone asked in an interview asked Jimi hendrix what it was like being the greatest guitarist on the planet and, and he said i don't know you have to ask terry kath from chicago that's a separate quote oh it is okay. yeah 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 so this was in passing when they um they were playing some festival and they were kind of in passing like going through the the back or whatever and then it was after that that's when he said the thing about your horns are like one breath and, and then then he they uh opened for him like on a tour after that show he's like you guys are coming with me man no like, shit yeah so dude they opened dude, for I janice joplin that. they opened for so many bands they moved to L.A. They really weren't in Chicago very long. But the highlights of it, they moved to L.A. They were playing as like this original band. Everybody wanted them to play Top 40, and they were like, fuck you, we'll go home. Mm-hmm. Like they, did, they wouldn't do it. They're like, we're playing our own shit. And the guy's like, you know, dude, we're getting paid. Like, let's just play whatever, you know. But they were they true to their the whole shit. CTA, tr- Chicago Transit Authority to Chicago thing? Yeah, well, it was, yeah. So they started as Chicago Transit Authority, and then... I don't know when they shortened it exactly. It was after the first record. Yeah. But um, they had all these songs that are hits now, but they were never hits back then, which I always think is interesting. That was supposed to be a hit. That was supposed to be a hit, but none of them broke until like the fourth single or something. Um, That and in like 72, I wanted to say, they moved to the Rockies in Colorado, like the Rocky Mountains, Mm -hmm. and fucking lived on a ranch, 7,000 acre ranch. What? Yeah. Dude, and nothing but they flew in like Playboy models, drugs, anything they wanted. It was a recording studio. Two, so, three, four, Saturday. Yeah. Wow. And I'm telling you, man, like, I was like, these guys are fucking hardcore. And then they go, one, two, three, four. <laughs> it's just like their music kind of doesn't back up how badass they are. Damn, dude. 
Um, and then they got into disco and all that after Terry passed away. But hmm. very uh, sad death, by the way. It wasn't a drug overdose. He uh, was up all night fucking doing blow for like weeks and started decided to clean his gun. Thought that would be a good idea. That's and they're like, time. dude, put the gun away, go get some sleep. And then that an accident happened. Damn. Yeah. So it's uh, really tragic. But and then the band was like, well, you know what? He would want us to keep playing. So what's kind of cool is they were like, we're not just breaking up. We're going to keep playing. And they didn't hire anybody else. They were just like, you know, you guys are playing guitar now. And they kind of split the duties up. And but that and now they guy, have a dude that wears a headset and plays guitar and sure. bops around the stage. Yep. So I, I, I have a, I love I'm, Chicago. I'm glad that's on. I'm glad that's on Netflix. That's another one that. Yeah. I'm just God. I'm so behind on shit. I, I need to watch. I need to spend a day watching. I shit. know. I was gonna get you the country one from last week. Um, oh yeah. I Heartworn. Forgot. I want. I really want to watch it, that. But I just. I knew you've been busy with work, so I didn't want to yeah. be like you know. Well, up, so. sent, no, whenever you think about that, just shoot me a yeah. whole, whole drop box. Dropbox, buddy. All right, what do you got for you us gotta, with the Riff Library, ooh. man? Riff Library. I don't know. I don't have. A, I don't have a good. It needs a, a riff thing in it. like you like do. Yeah, exactly. I'll just. I'll just redo the intro riff right here. <laughs> yeah. What do I have? Actually, why don't you grab it? What do you got? Uh, it's over on the over on the guest couch over there. It is called, and in fact, it's it is the book that that we almost talked about, and I did reference last week because yeah. it came out last week. This is so cool. Called. There will be no quiet. There will be no quiet by, by Stanley Donwood. Stanley Donwood with forward by Mister Thom York. And this is just some of the most beautiful fucking artwork. Like, so yeah, seen. again for for those that did or did not hear last week, this is the book by um, the artist who is most famous for doing almost all of Radiohead's artwork uh, for m- over twenty years now. Um, it's. Uh, it's both a photo book and kind of, uh, I guess you could say, sort of history book. It kind of traces the path of all that work that he has done while also illustrating, no, I guess not illustrating, f- photographing it and showing it to us, you know, all the original work and work in progress, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to be honest, I haven't had the time to fully read all of it yet. I've mostly just flipped through it and and soaked in the beautiful imagery. You in just there. got it like last week or something. I just got it last week. Um Normally, I mean, my intention because I, I've got a few, three days off right now. I'm one of these days. I'm just going to sit down and spend about three or four hours reading that book cover to cover. So because cool, I'm man. super excited about it. Um, the, it's a it's hardcover, hardbound. Uh, you know, large pages, so you can get really big pieces of art that you're seeing. Big across full the whole color thing. art pieces. Full color, glossy, so cool. and and as you know, as I and I think probably many of you are, I'm a Radiohead diehard fan. So it's it's super exciting for me to see that process because something that band, while of course their music is amazing, so much of it is the visual imagery as well that they've had in in their records uh in their live show i mean how can you imagine going and seeing a live band these days and not having like a cool light show or some video screen or something going along with it it's such a big part of the music yeah so Uh, he does the artwork for all of that stuff too like i i know he certainly consults on it i'm sure that they have specific video artists handle video lighting artists they they might use a lot of of influence from this guy but yeah he's you know basically i guess you could say the the creative or art director for the band. What's the will. contribution from Tom York? On he it? writes the forward and talks about him, mm-hmm. and because and, him, Tom, Tom York and Stanley Donwood, I believe, have been in school together since they were, you know, preteens or maybe oh, teenagers. Right? So they they've known each other since as young schoolboys and all that good stuff. British so. art punks, Brit art weirdies. Love it, man. Yeah, hell yeah, super Great excited. Rap, hope, super excited to read that. Um, I'll let you folks know what I think about it someday. I'll give it a rating. Oh yeah, do you have a rating for Dave Stocks? Oh yeah, the the Chicago one. Yeah, yeah. I gave it um, I gave it one, two, three, four out of four. 
Oh, dude. Yeah. That's the best. That's the best one yet, I think. Yeah. One, two, three, four out of four. Sick. All right. Well, cool. That that takes us through those. It's going to go over to our, our new favorite segment. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. So fuck the police. Uh, I've got a good one. <clears throat> and it's not the one that you sent me, actually. <laughs> so because that was basically we've already talked about the fact that stings on broadway right yeah. and so you know that you david sent me a, any chance a we can get to suck stings balls on the podcast just to i'm over it but with a, with a little too much teeth yeah uh this one is actually i think you're gonna like this so i guess uh at the beginning of this year at some point he released an album called my songs oh. literally called my songs where he just took a, ver- a veritable greatest hits of, of the Sting and Please oeuvre and fucking re-recorded them in different ways. Oh, he re-recorded them. He re-recorded them, reimagined them. I, I didn't listen. I don't know. But he did it by himself. And I got to hear it, this. I my mean, he, he's got a band and stuff, but he called yeah. it my songs. Now, Aww. the best part is that uh, currently up for pre-order is something called <laughs> My Songs Live, where he took <laughs> the same songs and then they released a live record of <laughs> I bet the band is like, bro, come on. He's dude. got Josh Freese on drums, who's a badass. Right. But well, you'd, ha- I mean, yeah, you'd have. To. I just saw that and oh, I was man. fucking cracking up, dude. Like, not only did he put out a record called My Songs, he put out now he's got another one coming out called My Songs Live, oh. where he's a live set of them because oh, he's on tour right now, I guess, throughout Europe and whatnot, gallivanting across the globe, being Sting. What do you think we should call it? My songs. Well, they're my songs, so I call it my songs. <laughs> How about my songs? And then it, the, his uh, like the boardrooms like brilliant sting, Man. another one. Like that dude's got a fucking boardroom. His boardroom is just sure, images. Man. He's got cardboard cutouts of himself, cutouts of people naked. That's like like full size. No, just himself and like himself with his dog. He's got cardboard cousins. So what do you think what? about this one, cardboard sting? And then he fucking they all they all just brilliant. Have, they have erections and <laughs> say brilliant. <laughs> So that's it. Fuck the police. Fuck them. Um, all right, man. Well, shit. Let's uh, let's just talk about some some gear stuff. Let's chat. I got a new pedal. Yeah, you did. And and we've played it a lot together today. I've been playing it a lot the past couple of days <clears throat> as well. But I, I didn't want to get into talking about it too much because in fact it is part of a larger conversation uh, that I wanted to say for our, for the pod, bro. Um, but so I got the cattle and bread karma suture, mm-hmm. which is a challenging turn of phrase. And it yeah, is that three times essentially their take. It's not a direct clone, but it's their interpretation of the harmonic percolator, mm. which, as you and our loyal listeners know, is is my is my personal pedal obsession. Um, so yeah, uh, got that pedal. Super excited about it. But it's part of a larger goal and quest that I am on now, mm. where I have decided that my goal is to is to own every version of the harmonic percolator that has been released wow i know this is a new quest it's a new quest so i mean i have the i have the official version made by the guy who owns all the licenses that's what's funny about it you have like the the cream of the crop already but i don't have what i don't have is the an actual 70s original okay very few were made i've only found record of one ever having sold on reverb uh none on ebay that i can find so that in itself, and and the only one that I have seen that sold was two thousand dollars. Right. I have the official version. I've also made one that I that I like, well, actually like quite a bit. And then now I have this one. There are some others on the market that I am that I am targeting, 
uh, as well. So I'm working on that. There's only in it's from like a sort of high, more higher profile sort of version. I, the only one that I've seen is called by a company called Land Devices. We've talked about it on the pod before. Their version, I think, is called the HP2. HP2. Uh, there are a couple other ones from smaller builders that have that have been out there. But I, my new my new goal is to have every version that someone has released of the Harmonic Percolator so that I can compare them all and obsess over them. And I like that, you know, with pedals, it's everything's a little different. So it's their take on it, which I'm sure they're going to change some circuitry around. They're not trying to like yep. recreate it necessarily. A few a few that I have found, uh, including the Frederick FX version, uh, purport to be direct part-for-part clones. Yeah. And that's the thing about them is that they use real weird... They have both silicon and germanium transistors and diodes in there. So, and they're all really weird ones that are kind of hard to find. They look like weird fucking little flying saucers and mm -hmm. shit. So, some claim to do that exactly sort of piece for piece. Some sort of do their own take. Which, for instance, the Catalan bread that I just got. It um, typically a harmonic percolator only has two controls. Uh, what are they? What do they call harmonics and uh, blend? And which is essentially volume and, and fuzz. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Catalan bread actually has four knobs. So it has input, output, density, and diodes. So you can either you can affect how much of the input gain there is, how much of the output gain there is, how much of the diode sound. So that's like the part that clips. One of the common things on the harmonic percolator for clones <clears throat> is that it, it, the, it uses diodes for clipping. You can a lot of the pedals, including the one that I've made, give you an option where you can switch the diodes out completely, which changes the sound a little bit, but also makes it a lot louder. Uh, so you can essentially blend that. It has that switch on a blend pot, which is a super cool feature. And then, of course, the gain uh, on there. But yeah, they're, like you said, they're all different in slightly different ways. Even I would imagine, you know, even two of the Catalan bread version are going to sound a little bit different next to each other, just because of the way that you bias the transistors. You all, all the every little component has a slight different, you know, uh, rating or tolerance to it. Um, I'm just obsessed with that sound. It is my favorite sound for distorted electric guitars and i i, I just kind of want i just feel like it's my thing you know would you say it's like one of your favorite pedals i would say it's my favorite pedal yeah desert island pedal. period yeah if i had to pick one gain pedal that would be the one it and it doesn't sound like anything else it has a different vibe to it uh and and the other nice thing is that it you can even though it is fucking over the top and crazy you can pull the volume back on your guitar and it cleans up and sounds really cool that way too yeah yeah, it's just it it because it's e mostly even order harmonics. It sounds different than every other distortion pedal. I liked it a lot, man. It sounded fucking awesome when we tuned up the Strat there and threw that in. Oh around. yeah, I mean it was just like it was like a boost, but it was like a fuzz, but a boost, but not over the top fuzz fuzz. Like it wasn't trying to like rip your ears off. You it know? it can kind of get into that territory, but even when it does, and I think what you're hearing and describing is that, and my favorite thing about it is that it has clarity. Each yes. there, it maintains all the individual string separation. You can play like a chord thing. on it, and it doesn't. And just you sound hear like the muff. chord exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a big muff or something where it just yep. becomes this wall, yep. which that's perfectly for fine for other thing. things. Yeah, yeah. But for me, that it is just it's the ultimate kind of weirdo distortion sound that, especially with my Les Paul. But then even playing your Strat through it, it sounded freaking cool. Yeah. So that's my new tone quest uh, that I'm on. I, I like wanna, it. I want to get all the harmonic percolators. Best of luck to um, you. Thank you. And, and it will become a lot easier because although it has been referenced already, I feel like we might as well just like address the fact that I did get a new job Yep. and I now work at Chicago music exchange. Yeah. yeah thanks it's a huge man. Step, man. Proud yeah. Of you. Thank yeah, you. Buddy. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Uh, thanks again to Shelby for 
suggesting it and being on the pod originally <laughs> and kind of setting that all down yeah. down the road. But I was I you know I hadn't really thought about that until now. But I guess the, I guess in a lot of ways we can say I can thank the podcast for that because well I had known Shelby already for years. We had him on the show and we were yeah, just kind of talking cool. about shit. And then I went and went and went and saw him in there and it you know one thing led to another so i couldn't think of a better job for a, a true gear hunk than getting <laughs> to be around gear all fucking day it is funny that people around around the shop have like have are you hank the sort hunk? of <laughs> i've just been called hey gear hunks people people Dude, know that nice. shit over, so they're like what's his name again i don't know he's gear hunks he's that's gear, good enough whatever, it's fine uh so that's that's been kind of funny but yeah i you know coming if you're coming into chicago coming to the store man we're we're there we can, you can come uh you can come talk gear with me i'll do it anytime i'm sure we've talked about our uh text thread on here before but um also i just want to give henry a big fuck you because he'll send me like <laughs> he'll unbox like some ridiculous guitar and be like dude this is what i get to play today for like an hour <laughs> and i'm sitting there like you know trying to design and like i'm like you fucking asshole i yeah. love it though i man. you know i i've yeah, been very it. careful to try to not oh, over keep over them coming dude you with keep that them shit, coming sure. bro come on but you know me man yeah that that's that it is it is gnarly to to be able to just well, of course, I have responsibilities and stuff. A lot of it is around just the coolest guitars on the you planet. You had the balls to send me a picture of you or a video of you playing a 59P bass the other day. I sure did. Through a fucking dark through glass. Through a dark glass. And I was just like, God damn it. I'm just going to come in there one day and be like, where's Henry? Bro, and it has flats, on, it has flats already for <laughs> I you heard, I know. Too. Of course it does. No, you got it. Yeah, come, come play I some will. bases, man. Now, once you get settled in, I'll, oh, yeah. I'm going to come in I'm, s- I'm settling. So, yeah. It, but again, you know... I, working in such a place is going to make it a lot easier for me to hopefully to come across something like a harmonic percolator like a real one so i'm saving my pennies in the meantime yeah, i might baby. have to i might have to sell you i know, mean and a uh, guitar in my cat or something to on get your it. quest like price point wise that pedal is not very expensive no new those are uh, buck 80 you know we had it marked used at 120 yeah. so they, they can be had i i that one i just don't I don't hear people talking about this pedal in general. You know, the couple of people that have, it seems like the people that have gotten into it just started making their own and then, and then they died off. Like I found a couple companies that in my research that made them for a few years and then now don't even exist anymore. So it's just like, I don't know why they, for some reason they're just not for everybody, which maybe that's part of the reason I like it. Cause I'm such a fucking hipster weirdo. Roughly how many, uh, are there the original man? There's, there's zero record or count of that. Uh, no, I'm, how many uh, clones are there? Oh, I, I've seen over ten. Like, for if sure. you're on a quest, how many do you think you'll need? A dozen? I don't know. Yeah, but the, I haven't. I, I tried looking for s- s- used versions They're of just hard all the ones find. I can find. There's almost none of them out there. I found one of the Frederick effect, a, fra- a, f- little, 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 a Frederick effects one, and then there's another company that I found that made one in the same box, like a harmonic percolator with another fuzz in the same box, which I'll probably have to get to. But I would imagine it's I will I will have over ten at some point in my life. That's kind of the that's kind of the end game goal. We need like um. One of those charts that you put on the wall with like a thermometer, and every time you get one, it fills up <laughs> higher and higher, like one of those charity charts, you know. But it won't ever fully fill up until I get the real deal. Until you get the, but then interface. the day it does, we're gonna hook them all up together too. Oh we're gonna go to the God. space and run through oh, the V four, and dude. it's or not the V four, but the BT forty, and it's gonna blast. The, at that point, maybe I will have a V four. I do want, I do maybe or a V two. I don't know. I do want to get. Yeah, you were looking at that V two. I was looking at a V two. I do want to get the. I, a head version of that. Wouldn't so the V two basically just be the same thing that you have without the cabinet? I, I have to look into the the schematics. I don't know. It's got to be close. I, right? I think so. But then, so then maybe the V four is just more power watt version. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, possible, quite possibly. I do love me a V four. That's 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 become my sound. That's my favorite thing now. Dude, vintage Ampeg tube amps, man. I mean, vintage Ampeg They just nailed amps, it, dude. dude. Wow, that was a good. That was that was some good topics right there. Um, You know, I wanted to talk to you about this one a little bit. 
Uh, do you ever read the? Uh, do you ever read Premier Guitar Magazine? Yeah, I get their updates actually. They're one of my favorite. One of the few monthly... notifications I get on Google. Oh yeah, yeah. What's a good one? Yeah, uh, one of my favorite monthly columns is by Will Ray. I might have even mentioned him before on the show. He's in the Helicasters, and it's called Will Ray's Bottom Feeder. And it's this guy. He's, I mean, he's one of the most rip and telly players on the planet, but he's also just super obsessed with unplugging my earplugs my <laughs> unplugging my headphones like yeah. i just did by crossing my leg it's this damn stand i'm blaming the stand blame for the sure. stand and your cord is a little short there get you an extender talking about my cord uh <laughs> he's obsessed with guitars but he's also obsessed with cheap guitars okay so cool will raise bottom feeders every month about another story about him buying some other cheap guitar that's great and and one of the things that he was talking about was and and i think that this is something that we could get into a little bit was essentially the idea of upgrading cheap guitars okay Putting lipstick on a pig? Ooh, perfect way to put it. You know, what? Okay, so let's say let's say somebody drops a hundred and fifty dollar guitar into your hand. Okay, what would you? What would be the first kind of thing you would think about replacing in there? If it felt good, yeah. Uh, I would, obviously, pickups I think would be the first. Okay. Just to even get a different sound. Maybe they didn't even sound that bad, but mm-hmm. you know, just to get something different. You know. Yeah, pickups. I would say that. Um, number one obviously it would have to play good like you'd want a good bridge on there you know as long as the bridge was good you know the tuners were good those are all things that so are I'm like kinda structurally hear, i'm kind of hearing you say even before maybe dropping money on like hardware you if it wasn't good and it needed some like actual yeah repair work spending money to have Dude, like somebody let's set say it you had really slippery tuners or like a stuck tuner or mm-hmm. something i mean you'd have to replace that because a guitar is never going to sound as perfect as it can until it's like working perfectly. Yeah. You know, so I was, so it's funny that you say tune. I would probably for most guitars that I've played crappy old guitars mm-hmm. or, or just cheap guitars in general, I feel like the tuners are usually some of the worst yeah. parts on there because yeah. they're kind of inaccurate. The or gears aren't old very tight. And, like, and loose. Yeah. So, like that. And, Memphis and they bass. do, I mean, whatever we're getting into tone boys right here, yeah. but tuners will change the tone of your guitar sure. for sure. It's where the end of your string is being right. wrapped. I mean, it's after the nut. Yeah. I get that. It's not like the main sort of friction point. But at the same time, I have changed tuners on a guitar personally, and it t- sounded different. Also, who wants to like have shitty tuners? Like, well, And then let's not let's be honest. Playing it out of tune is kind of like the worst fucking sin you it's, can have. It's, you might as well just break the guitar. It's Dude, it's crazy. Just like I, it, I, I am on a personal goal to have every guitar in the store in tune at all times. It drives, <laughs> like me, it drives me crazy hearing out-of-tune guitars. And it, it's impossible to keep them all in tune because people play them, people mess with stuff. There's winter. I mean, the store is humid. I'm not going to talk about it all the time, but I was, the store is humidity and temperature controlled. So, like, that is accounted for, and they still go out of tune. I just see you as, like, the uh, like the Donkey Kong guy. You're just going back and forth, going up and down ladders, Dude, like, ex- tuning all the exactly. guitars. Exactly. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's a nonstop quest. Okay, it. but so all right. yeah. So what, I mean, what about you? What would you? Well, no, I was gonna say that I was gonna say all the same things that yeah. you did for sure. But then I, what I was gonna ask you then is, so what would you then? Okay, so you put one hundred fifty. You got a hundred fifty dollar guitar. What are you gonna expect to get out of that guitar right. if you're gonna flip it or sell it again? Like, oh, you don't. I mean, that's. I think the big misconception is that everybody thinks a guitar is worth the sum of its parts. And in a lot of cases it's not. Oh, I wish that was the case, but it is it's not. not. Um, it's unfortunate for a lot of people. We talked about this, I think a couple weeks ago, we were talking about building guitars or parts guitars. Mm-hmm. And you think that just because you bought a $400 neck and a $500 body of ash or whatever it was, some, you know, $200 pickups, that guitar is not worth like $800. I mean, nope. It's just, that's not how it goes. You know, and then they try to sell it for more and be like, Whoa, I put a thousand bucks in. Exactly. It. Um, realistically, 
just sell the parts if you're going to do that and try to make your money back. Dude, you're it's guy, you're you're always one step ahead it's of like me I've today. Done this wow. What but that's what I was going to say. Yeah. But further, but you wouldn't fix if you're going to upgrade the pickups, say you buy whatever, you got this guitar and you buy some Lawlers and you right. buy some real expensive pickups. Sure. That is kind of the place where you will maintain some of the value is yeah. the pickups. Yeah. So but you will maintain more value if you take those pickups back out and Hold on to the originals. Yep. Don't get rid of those. Yep. Don't sell them. Don't throw them away and put them back in. Mm-hmm. And then you can just sell those pickups separately. Because the pick the vintage, like a, a used Lawler or a nice pickup in general, those things just hold their value basically better than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I switched out. I mean, it wasn't the cheapest guitar, but I used to play an old uh, Japanese P bass for a while. And I remember I got, I did a design project for somebody and they were like, we'll, we'll put in, we'll give you some pickups. For oh, a guitar badass. Store. Yeah, it was a cool job. It was like this logo design thing. But anyways, like, so they gave me these really nice, I think they were Lindy Fralin pickups or whatever. Ooh. Really cool, like $200 pickups. But I put them in there and then I sold the other pickups and I think I got like 10 bucks for them. You know, like just like standard Japanese P-Bass pickups. They're mm-hmm. not worth that much. But as a dumbass, and then I sold the bass, you know, just like for whatever I paid for it. So really I lost money on that thing. Yes, you did. Or I should have just sold the pickups separately. The pick and, but uh, that being said, man, I wouldn't upgrade a guitar if I like, obviously people sell shit down the line, but I wouldn't upgrade a guitar in order to sell it. That's silly. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if you're going to upgrade a guitar, like, um, you know, I've thought about, well, I'm thinking about jazz masters a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the, um, thanks Shelby. Yeah. Thanks buddy. <laughs> uh, I didn't say it. I swear. Uh, you said that, Henry. How dare you? Um, no, we love Shelby. He's awesome. But the uh, I didn't know the guy from Tame Impala played a Squire J Maskis J Maskis signature, and I was like, that's, J Masking. To be fair, that's still a four hundred dollars Squire yep. guitar. Is that it's got a sparkle or a sparkle finish? You know, it's a white with a gold pick. Oh, gold pick. But he yeah, put yeah. um he put stickers all over the headstock, so you can't see Squire. It's kind of yeah, funny, you know. But I was thinking about that with with my buddy Charlie who's looking for a jazz master. What up, Chardog? Oh. I was thinking. Why not just get one of those and then maybe we'll put a new, maybe a new pick guard, loaded pick guard with some cool electronics, maybe some new pots. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If it plays good, that'd Fresh be pots? a cool little thing. Fresh pot. Fresh pot. Fresh pot. Yeah, the girl, yeah. Sound City. Oh, dude. Love it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess. Fresh uh, pot. Fresh pot. I think, no, that was them Crooked Vultures. Was it? Yeah, that was the recording of them Crooked Vultures that's record. Right. Damn. Yeah, that's weird. Cool. Sorry, to, sorry to jump in. On no, I love that. Any Grohl reference is fine with me. So if you're going to put some pickups or something in, save the old ones ones and sell them. And here's another thing that I'll say. Don't, and you already kind of made this point, but I want to reiterate it in a different way. Don't, don't change the pickups just because you think you should change the pickups. Don't, because someone new, told you new tuners on because you're hearing us talk about new tuners being a good thing to change. If you're if you get the instrument and you feel that the the tuners aren't working correctly and you've and you've made sure that the the strings are tuned uh, strung correctly and tuned correctly, if you if you've if you don't like the sound of the pickups and you and you're sure that they're not just there's something weird going on with the yeah. switch or something like that, then make the change. Don't don't mod for the sake of modding. Play the instrument, get a feel for it, know what you're changing, and, and then let that dictate what changes you make. And yeah. I and I I feel like every guitar I look at on Craigslist, like that someone's trying to sell, they they do, they did all these mods, and they probably didn't even. That's why they're that's maybe that's why they're even selling it to begin with because they kind of changed it into something they don't like anymore. Well, here's one um, which is like more structural and going back to Jazz Masters, the Mastery Bridge argument, right? Okay, well that one that's an upgrade. That is an upgrade and, and instantly adds about $100 in value to any guitar you put it on. Right. Be- 
because yeah. they're about maybe 180 or 175 dollars. I don't remember exactly what yeah. I paid for mine, but they're that is something that yeah, you've got one on yours, right? I've got one yeah, on my Jazzmaster. Right. I would never play a Jazzmaster or something of that ilk without a mastery bridge on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I've played too many at this point to know they just not only do they feel better to me because I don't like the feel of the vintage bridge like that like mm. where you feel the screws some people dig that that's mm-hmm. just i never got into that you don't have that feel that it changes the feel but it also sounds different yep. it's just it makes better contact with the body and i think it uh transfers the string vibration a little better agreed agreed but, so that's a good one pickups and pissed <laughs> ups pickups and mastery bridge yep. those two will will definitely but i like i like what you said about not just because you read it on a forum that, oh, you've got it. Like, if you got a squire, you just got to throw the guts out mm-hmm. right away. It's like, no, they might be fine. Play it. Pl- Plus, play it through, like, amp. a good amp, you know? Exactly. Like, that's a lot of the tone, too, and a lot of the a lot of the power that you're getting. And not, to, not to mention your bone tone, bro. <sighs> Talk about it. Talk about it. Speaking of bone, like, if like the nut, that's a oh, big yeah. one for people. Got to get rid of that plastic nut, dude. Dude, I'm glad you brought that up, because I learned something. I So, I... Uh, I, I, you know, I'd heard bone nut, bone nut my whole life, and I always just took it for granted. And then it was like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, what is, what is the, what is the bone? Like, where does Whose the bone, bone was? Is it a human bone, bone? Where did the bone come from? Is it a chicken bone? Do you know? It's ivory, isn't it? No, man. So it turns out like most, most instruments that have bone are a cow's humerus oh. because it is the m- densest, most strong bone in the cow and there are some some apparently some people have used llama bones it was like a thing or maybe camel bone um i would have to imagine some black metal band has used human bone at some point (laughs) human teeth but it turns out most of the bone that is when it's actual bone comes from a cow's cow's thigh i did not know that yeah man so that's a really good point i never i never even thought about that i hadn't literally i was like is it chicken bone? maybe it was like maybe it was like a month ago i was just bones are pretty small wait a minute because I, frankly, it was thinking about changing, for no good reason, was thinking about changing the nut on my Les Paul because when I got it, it had a brass nut. Yeah. I was thinking about putting bone on there, and I was like, wait, what is bone? That's right. weird. That's gross. That's sick. <laughs> do vegans play bone instruments? They do not, my friend. Man. They definitely do not. A little, little vegan dig they to go upset graphite. some people right yeah. there. So, all right, man. Well, that's, I don't know. I feel like that's all I got for the bottom feeder thing. That was good. Anything else you want to eat? That was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I got to check that out. So it's an article that he writes? Yeah. Will Ray's bottom feeder. Awesome. Really, really good series. I love, I've, I, that's another one I can't miss. I love just any, it's like a guitar, guitar, I have such a hard time saying his name. Guitologist. Guitologist. Dude. Okay. He goes to buy those shitty guitars. I watched the flea market one the other day. I, I, I've got to say I'm kind of, are you always kind of getting turned off by him? He's been getting pretty political lately. Oh, and he's, and he's very, very libertarian. Right. Uh, and like just, has been spending like Why half he, of each episode. Is he using his platform to spout politics? He has been using like out. half of each episode where I'm he's out. like, there was one episode. Uh, so recently, um, there was some shit going on with Fender in the EU. Oh, it was because of map pricing. And he went on and on about how Brexit needs to happen and like they just need to, you know, he's like super pro Brexit, all, all that shit. And I was just line, like, bro. I mean, okay, I get people have different politics than me, but this isn't fine. the place. It just, yeah, I I watch guitar videos to to like hunk down on some guitars and maybe talk a little shit. But like he's, he, I mean, he's been getting real deep into. Did the you see lately. the um? Did you see the one where he went to the flea market? I did. It was a few I, weeks with ago, his kid, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And um, he found that really cool microphone that had a crystal in it. You know uh, yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, totally. That was cool. And he's like, if the crystal's that's intact, that's a heath kit. That's cool. And I was like, he's like, if the crystal's intact, which they usually aren't, because I guess they actually mm-hmm. break. 
He's like, it'll be worth you know quite a bit. You've ever have you ever heard stories? I mean, a lot of people talk about how they got their start in electronics, like in the fifties, ordering a Heath kit and making a Heath kit radio. Oh, that was those used yeah. crystals. They send you the parts and you just it, that's the same. That's the same shit, right Interesting. there. Yeah, man. I thought that was cool. Um, no, it is cool. And and he has done some cool stuff and shit. Stingray bought and has fixed one of his guitars uh, that he had that's on the right. show. Yeah. But I just, he yeah, had the whole, him getting into all I'm this done. Li- I'm out. libertarian like, I don't, bullshit. I'm just like, nah, I'm not into this that. This isn't like why I watch your YouTube channel, you know? And I didn't notice because I don't watch him enough. Yeah. But, I ha- uh, I haven't been watching it as much, but I've noticed the last two I watched, I actually turned off. It was like I don't I don't give a shit about your it. opinions on yeah. this. I really like I love po- I love thinking and listening to people talk about politics, but not the guitologist. He's like, oh, like, well, I, I might as well just like spout my political views at this point. Yeah, and that's his that. channel. It's his prerogative, but I'm not going to listen to it anymore. Yeah, he should start another channel. Um. So speaking of dying, I don't know why. Speaking oh, of boy. dying, he's going to die. We're all gonna die. Uh, did you see this article <laughs> called "No, we're not de- about the death of rock"? It's the coming death yeah. of just about every I, rock legend. Really, did dude, you re- did you read it? This and you know, I think a lot of my friends who don't know, they probably don't even listen to this podcast. I, I did read it, and ooh, that's good. That's we can have more to talk about. Yeah, I look, man. I have this. Yes, it's it's about all the old rock stars are gonna die. Mm-hmm. We know um, when Mick Jagger had a heart issue. You know, it was what a few months ago. I don't know. He had a he had like a, was, I guess it was a heart attack, and they they like you know had the best surgeons in the world. He's now they're touring and he's fine. But like when I fucking heard that dude, I started like welling up because uh, I yeah. I'm not ready for that shit, dude. Like I don't. I mean, Bo- I don't handle that well. Bowie was a tough one. Bowie was tough. I mean, Paul's gonna be the big one for me, dude. All right, let's just let's just get into this, man. I so I I've got a list here. So for those who don't know, there's this article that came out in August on theweek.com. About the coming death of just about every lock. I feel like this is gonna be such a bummer segment. I, I maybe, but I don't. I don't think so because I, I, I I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, cool, cool. Maybe, maybe not. But okay, so this just came out basically, and it's about how all the people that everybody like, we're all fucking old now. And I'm just gonna read. I, I I copied some of these down. I just want to. I want to go through the ages of some of these people. Bob Dylan, seventy-eight. McCartney, seventy-seven. Paul Simon. These people are all seventy-seven. Paul Simon, Art Garfunkel, Carol King, Brian Wilson. Mick Jagger, 76, and Keith Richards, 75, as well as Joni Mitchell and Jimmy Page. Robert Plant, 71. Daltrey, 75. Townsend, 74. Gilmore and Waters, 75, or 73 and 75. Rod Stewart, 74. Eric Clapton, 74. Debbie, per- Debbie Harry, 74. Neil Young, 73. I mean, the list goes on. James Taylor, Jackson Brown, Billy Joel. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen's about to turn 70. So these are legends. That's like everybody it's, right it's, there. It's all the greatest legends of music that are still alive. Right. It's and, insane. And that at first blush made me feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. Like what like what are we what are we gonna do? Right. But then then, my friend, I had I had this this sort of re- personal revelation. And I even I made sure to write a couple a couple of these ideas down so I wouldn't forget when we were talking about it. And here's the deal. Rock is an, an expression of defiance. It's a popular art made and consumed by ordinary, imperfect people. That's you and me, my friend. Mm-hmm. As long as people like you and me are still listening to it, we're still going to be making it. And, and it will still exist. It, it will never be to the level that it was in its heyday because, let's be honest, that's over. Mm-hmm. Kids aren't Kids do like rock music, but they also like all sorts of other stuff because we have the internet now and you, have, ex- more you have exposure to yeah, everything. Right. 
I was I was gonna gonna try to get into it last week, but we never got there. A band like Twin Peaks gives me an extreme amount of hope because they are a fucking rock band. They're like a classic man. rock band, dude. They are a classic rock band, and they're ten years or more younger than we are, and they're touring the world right now. Yeah, to big audiences. So my hope, and I and I think that I do believe this is going to play out. Sorry, I'm getting a little burpy here. It's the beer. People are going to mourn the death of all these people, and they're going to die. Right. But that's also going to create a vacuum of opportunity for people that isn't there right now. Because people can go see Bob Dylan. They're going to go see Bob Dylan. Well, when you can't go see Bob Dylan anymore, and you can't go see all of your other heroes, you're going to go see the other people who who are making rock music still that you like mm-hmm. and that you could love and, and relate to. Maybe not as much as you're ever going to listen to love Bob Dylan because we none of us love anything we love as much as we did when we were teenagers. That's just wired into our brains. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a biological it was a, fact. Yeah, formative years. There will be more opportunity for people like us to make this music for people like us to listen to when when these people die. And and it's sad to say, but maybe when they die, that will even rekindle some more interest in rock music because it'll sort of bring it back from the dead through death. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Um, that's a really uh, positive outlook on it, I think. And not to like go off the rails too much, but like, what do you think about a band like Greta Van Fleet? Yeah, I, as much as I as I think that their music is is kind of dog shit, I, I think that they're probably going to get good. I mean, I, mean, I don't really think it's dog shit. I mean, if they sound like the music that has always influenced us, what is wrong with that? I mean, I just don't think they've written good songs yet. Okay, fair enough. I think that they they you know obviously they've got blues dads that have groomed them into being the the kids and and players that they are today. But again, like I'm not going to shit on them for being popular. I just don't think that they've they've done anything great yet. Yeah, they maybe haven't warranted the amount of. Do you think that'll that'll run dry? And I don't want to go on a whole rant about Grand Van Fleet, but like what I see with that is it gets me excited because I go, okay, let's say songwriting aside, they're going for that sound, that '70s rock sound. Oh yeah, and that's cool to me because they're what 21 years old or something. Yeah, so it's there. like to say like you know. At least there's people being influenced out there. Whether or not they actually listen to that music and believe in it and, and love it, you know, if, if they really are Zeppelin fans, I think or if they're genuine. Made I do believe that they're a the genuine article. I don't think that they would have committed as much as they are to that yeah, thing. Yeah, I agree. Not. Yeah, it's not like a put so together. So give them some time, and and I do believe that they they will be capable of maturing and writing some some better stuff for yeah. sure, and and perhaps cultivate a bit more of their own sound, so they don't have to just ape Houses of the Holy, you right. know. Uh, so, but they're they're a great example, and they're probably the biggest example of yeah. something. Like, most I know you're into that band, uh, Royal Blood. Yeah, I love them. They're they they have a lot of that rock thing going mm-hmm. on, but it's I mean they've gone into more of like a fuzzed out territory that yeah. kind of was like the garagey thing. But that all again, that all comes from the '60s. It's not like they weren't doing that shit 50 years ago, 60 well, years ago. And anyways. they even have kind of some of their parts re- resemble like a, a thrash metal, like a Metallica, like oh, totally. Metallica type, and which is riffs. the '80s. Yeah, so it's like so it's kind of cool old. to see. Influence. I always love influence, man. I'm not, I'll never be one of these people that's like, man, they sound too much like blah, blah, blah. Cause it's like, dude, if we don't have influence, what are we doing? We're just, everyone's going to be floating around trying to be as original as possible. Like, that's yeah. not, that's not the way it works. I, I strive towards creating a new sound, but I have learned in my, as in my advanced years, just embrace your, I've learned to embrace the influence yeah, and the man. fact that everybody has influence. And, and if you can just harness that into something that, maybe still has part of you in it that's where that's where originality comes from because yeah i mean obviously this is 
it's a, we don't have, need to retread the Led Zeppelin took their sound from the blues and all that kind of stuff. Like right. everybody knows. Yeah, that well, that's the irony that of the Greta Van Fleet conversation yep. is that Zeppelin wasn't the most original guys in the world. So like, no, I mean, they were just they were perfect. They're a Xerox of a Xerox. But and and I also. While yes, of course, Zeppelin did take a bunch of lyrics and in like uh, song ideas from the blues. I, I, you, you can't listen to those songs and then listen to a Zeppelin song and be like, no. oh, that's the same thing. Oh, that's thing. the same song. No way. I, I, maybe they should have given them more credit or yes. some royalties or whatever it was, but it, I, I don't buy the argument that I was like, oh, Zeppelin just like lifted their material from somebody that I, I can't fucking, I can't agree with that. Side note. Greta Van Fleet is from the neighboring town of where my wife Mandy grew up. Oh, in Michigan. Uh, Clio, Michigan is where she grew up. They're from Frankenmuth, which is like a little downtown area right next door. And we go there because they have the 365 days a year Christmas store in Frankenmuth. What? It's it's like one of the only ones in the nation. Every day for 365 days a year, it's open. That, and they sell Christmas shit. That's, it's huge. That's my least favorite idea. It's called Bronner's, I think, or something. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, shout out to Frankenmuth. I don't think Christmas should be allowed to even be talked about until December. Shout out to Christmas. Let let let, no, let Thanksgiving have November. Why? We, what's so wrong? What, with uh, that? Halloween was yesterday. Halloween was fucking. <laughs> is, was ago. it two days? Yeah, two yeah. days. Halloween was two days ago. On Three sixty-five. Oh, tell, tell CVS that man when you go in there. They got the Christmas shit up already. It's you great. know, I do. I should stop in CVS because they're probably gonna have cheap candy right now. Right. That's the time to get oh, man, your no, candy I'm, corn. Dude, I'm trying to do that Nam diet though. You know what I'm saying? Are you getting? You're slimming down. I've been. I've been trying. You know? No, I'm fattening up. <laughs> You're going the yeah, I want to get like I'm kind of in the way where like I could go either like I, I would look good skinny or I would look really good super fat too. So it's way easier to get fat. Oh, it's so much more fun. Yeah, you get tons going, of beer. Going to bed hungry fucking blows, dude. Fucking being hungry sucks. Being dude. hungry in general sucks so bad, dude. I just want to eat fucking grapes all night. That's all I ever want to do. Fucking grapes. Oh my god, Fro- dude, frozen grapes are my favorite treat in Have the world. Have you ever had cotton candy grapes before? Yes. Oh, dude, I've had I've had moon drops. I've had all all the varietals. Moon drops. Have you had moon drops? No, what's dude. It? Moon drops are kind of weird looking. They're grapes, but they're like, <laughs> dude, they're like, kind of like long, fat black fingers. Oh. They look like they're really weird looking. They're like long grapes. They're kind of long and skinny. They're like the, the tube sock of grapes. They're kind of tube socky, but they're called moon drops. There's another drop. I can't remember what it is. That's not quite it as obscene delicious. looking. They're they're a little bit. Uh, Oh, how do I describe it? I don't know. Not sweeter. They're like kind of somehow richer. Mm. But my favorite thing is I get them and I wash them off and I throw those fuckers in the freezer. And then yeah. and then you take them out of the freezer yep. after they're frozen. And you let them. You can't eat them right away. Right. You have to let them slightly thaw a little bit. At like this little point. ice cubes. And then they get like the inside is still sort of pretty frozen through, but then the outside is starting to melt mm. a little bit. Oh, that sounds that's delicious. my favorite. That's my favorite treat on the planet Earth, my Damn, friend. And let me tell you that. what, there's there's just a lot of sugar going on in there, and I'll eat a whole bowl of them, and then I, my tummy hurts. Could be worse. I mean, it could be like a bowl of M and M's or something. So. I don't I don't know how I don't know which one's better or worse. I got to be honest. I've I watched so many food documentaries. And I can't I watch I, those, dude. I know less than I know. I yeah, knew before yeah. I you started. come out dumber than you were when you went in. I'm mostly afraid of everything, yeah. and I don't know anything. Well, if you you know drink too much water you'll drown so that's true um but anyways i hope i die before i get old yeah it's better to burn out than to fade away i like I just, that i man. just wanted to make sure that i got those in there nice yeah that was a good segment man i like that a lot but actually. you know roger daltrey is still alive and he's old you know why keith richards um says that he's like he never like overdosed or got like like never died from doing drugs he goes we only did the best drugs yeah, they wouldn't do like black tar heroin. Exactly. They would do white China heroin. Or yeah. I don't really know the difference. I don't but know like, the difference either. I thought black tar was good. So I, I don't, don't know. know. I uh, I don't know. China white isn't that what people say? I think that I think that's blow, my friend. Is that blow? I think China white's blow. Dang, dude. 
I don't know. Bro. I got to get my drugs straight. But anyways, the point is, <laughs> drug heads. Did you ever <laughs> no, read? No his, drug uh, head. Did you ever read his book? No, I really should. It's though. one of the few books I've actually read. It was Do you fucking, have it? Um, no, I borrowed oh, it. Yeah, bummer. It's fucking thick, dude. Fuck it. I think I read half of it, and then I was like, I'm going to the audiobook. <laughs> to be fair, which is great because Johnny Depp narrates the oh, first man. and third segments. I am, I am super over Johnny Depp. I like Johnny Depp. That guy, I don't. He's just. I don't like, love Johnny Depp. He's but just I like. Depp. I mean, first he's of all, cool I'm pretty me. sure he like beat up his wife, but also like, he just. I don't know. He's trying to pretend like he's not fat, and it's like, dude, it's okay. You're old. You can yeah. be fat now, but like, don't do the weird sculpt. I don't know. He does have a puffy face. Uh, he's in that band Hollywood Vampires. Yeah, right? right. Totally, dude. With the uh, fucking uh, Joe Perry dude, and hopefully they're else. playing when we're in L.A. Because let's be... go see some Holly Vans. I will drop anything, any scheduled thing to go see that band. Hit, hit up the Cobra or Sunset Strip and hit, fucking, up, hit up the, the Viper the Viper Room. See if bro. the Hembry Boys can get us. Hembros can hook us up with the fucking Holly guys, Vans. That's the first thing I'm going to say when we get there. I'm gonna be like, you guys know Hollywood Vampires, dude. Incidentally, I think Austin uh, might be coming with us to Nam. Woo! So we gotta, we gotta perfect. Uh, just just reminded me. Can, I, we'll get him a t-shirt. I feel like him, Brad, maybe China Dan. I don't know. Dude, let's get a crew. Let's, let's just go have some fun. Your hunky crew, but then we're gonna we're gonna have to make shirts for them too. We need, dude. We need to make shirts. We need. To Where take are these orders. designs? I've been, you've been, we've been. I've been hearing things about these designs. I want to see. I have them. good things. You have good. I'm, I'm sick of your mystery, and I want some fuck. I, I need to fucking see some shit. I need a deadline so then I can actually like get on it. What do you mean a deadline? I work well under. I don't work when it's like, eh, just kind of someday give me those designs. Like we got a deadline because we got to start printing those. Dude, okay, fine. Uh, by the next pod. Oh dang, that's this week. Yeah, I know. Ooh, this week's not going to be good. For I don't me. give a shit. You, I find time to fucking edit this goddamn <laughs> pod and do all this bullshit. You can find time to edit this Dude, goddamn the designs pod. Designs are done, bullshit. man. That's what I'm saying. So fucking, we got to find some t-shirts. We got to order too. That's that's the easy ones. part. The softies we can do. We can get some softies. Dude, you're gonna like them. And if you don't, I'll be I'm right sure there. I will, but I, I want to see them. I'm, I don't like being titillated. Um, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I've got some other, some I other feel things like your on here. Just got grinded. My gear hunch just got a little grinded. <laughs> Cause I want to see some goddamn designs. Are you wait? Are, are we running too long? What, no, not at all. I just feel like there's so many, there's so many pieces of gear that we could talk about that. I don't even know which one to which choose. Which one stands out to you? I would say that the one thing that would be kind of cool. And I, but I don't necessarily have a whole lot to say about is remember, I think I sent you the link. There's this new product coming out called Phono or Phono Cut. Okay. And I believe it's currently in Kickstarter phase. I haven't checked in a couple yes, of weeks. This is and the it is vinyl an thing? at home vinyl cutter. Dude. 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 That's I mean, it's a first of all, it's about time. Right? It I took this okay, long so to figure it out. I wonder if that has happened before, now that now that mm. we're saying that, I don't know. We don't know. We didn't do our bro research. But here here is what I do know. I have I have been in a band that has cut a vinyl record, so I learned everything that I could possibly learn about it. Okay. And and the main thing that I know is that it's super hard to do it right. Yeah. Even for the best mastering engineer in Chicago who we worked with, Jason Ward doing it on the best equipment possible in, in the city and in many places in the world, even for them, it's a very challenging process to do it right. So my worry is that me dickhead at home with a, you know, $1,200 piece of equipment instead of the hundreds of thousands of dollars equipment that pressing plants have, like, how is that going to sound good? That's a really good point, dude. Like say you, say you invest in the machine, right? And then you spent in the materials can't be cheap. Yeah, I'm sure that's the other thing. Like, how do you know you're going to do process. as good of a job as the guy if you might as well just ordered them? You know, like, you won't. Yeah, that's a really good point. Unless 
they have somehow developed some software that is better than trained experts can do now. Or it, or look, if it's even nearly as good, that's a win because you're buying a yeah, like something for a thousand or two thousand dollars, however much the material costs. I don't know. Instead of investing. And and then and then you can keep making shit whenever you want instead of investing for one time well, a couple thousand dollars. Think with about if else. it. I mean, if it did sound, if it sounded as good as like, it was obviously like a copy of a copy. But remember when you could do um cassette tape? Dub, oh yeah, it would sound fine, right? It is much much harder to cut a vinyl record than it is to dub a cassette right, tape. Of course. And what if I'm saying? What if they simplified it to the level of like where it worked that well? It's gonna. They would have to. Yeah, that's what I mean for the common man to do it. What do you think Britt Jones would think about all this? Oh, he would love it, dude. Yeah, he, I feel like this would be a great conversation. What's up, Britt? Hey, Britt. Uh, yeah. Here's the other thing: when you when you mix a record, there are certain things that you can't do, such as uh, put the bass in stereo for a vinyl record. You can do that for digital. You can do that for a CD. That's fine. It's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. If you mix the bass and stereo on a vinyl record, the way that it cuts the groove, it's going to be too wide or it's going to try to be too wide. And what will happen essentially is that your your needle is going to jump out of the record every time you try to play it. So oh. when you mix a record for vinyl, you have to dump the bass down into mono. So mm-hmm. it just runs right down the center of the groove. Okay. If, you don't, if you're not doing that in the software when you're cutting this, you're gonna you're gonna make poopy poopy records that won't play on people's vinyl machines so tables with vinyl machines vinyl machines I got one of them vinyl I got machine. a vinyl machine what do you I mean so did you look in it did they talk any like technical shit when like I that? looked at it it was it seemed still very it sounds like it's they still haven't even like built one right? no they yeah. have so I mean Kickstarter's uh, basically for proofs proofs of concept right. so yeah they they maybe they have they a, have prototype, a prototype, prototype yeah but they certainly don't have a finished product yet. If it turns out to be, and, and I'm kind of tempted to even try the Kickstarter because I is it like it, a thousand bucks? It, I want to say it was twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly, and we're not going to look now because that's what cheap. we do. We don't do. It's that. not cheap, but it's also potentially quite lucrative because if we had our own turntable maker or turntable cutting machine here, we could make Gear Hunks vinyl and fucking we give release that shit away. We can release. It, <laughs> oh my god, that's the best idea ever. It was like that we're meme you sent me. Which one? Uh, the guy was looking at the... It was the Joe Rogan podcast on vinyl. And he's like, I only listen to podcasts on vinyl. <laughs> it was like some Onion yeah. article. I think it was Hard Times. Hard Times, yeah, thank you. Yeah, dude, no, I forgot about that. Exactly. He's so hipster. That would be like, oh, so funny. In fact, I, we even joked about releasing episodes on cassette because that would be yeah. pretty cool. Uh, Just with like that. <laughs> and it would have to be, I mean, because these fuckers are over an hour long, it would have to be like two or three takes yeah. each time to pop in your fucking tape like, Please tape flip deck. to side too. Like exactly. do the little deep. But that I mean the opportunity the the options are limitless. You could I can make a fucking a mixtape of other people's music and make my own record of it. Like you could do whatever you want, which is pretty freaking cool to a guy like me and I'm sure like you, I've made in my heyday probably 500 mix CDs in my life or more. Like mm-hmm. I was all about making those mixes. I'll start making mixed records, man. Yeah. I mean, how badass would that be? Or say you've got a favorite album but like you always skip two or three songs, boom, chop those mothers out. Now your now your favorite records even better. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. It's I your agree. it's it's your oats, dude. I would love to just be like, oh, let's just bounce down some of the recordings we did recently onto fucking vinyl. Onto vinyl, bro. I bet the materials would be a lot, like the plastic itself, the vinyl. Well, and that's the other weird thing is usually you like you have to make you have to make a stamper, yeah. which is metal. And Don't then they that come from like a liquid it. or something? 
Isn't it like it's, a liquid plastic when they start? D- yeah, it's like it's 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 they injection mold that shit. Right. So I don't know. They're called stamper. Yeah, dude. I mean, the whole thing. I don't. Doesn't I really don't understand. make sense. So and there's gonna be waste too. Like there's gonna be weird. Yeah. You know, vinyl being cut off in your Ooh, and home. Some, probably some toxic fumes some toxic, going on. Ooh, yeah. You're gonna have an exhaust shit. pipe that's, on well, that. Well, that's thing. that's just like a nice little bonus freezy right there for your drug for your <laughs> drug little, heads. Get a little lightheaded, dude. I like because ever since you said drug heads in the one episode, that's yes. just like what I always think of now. I was like, well, we're not drug heads. We're not drug <laughs> and, like, heads. You know, we're not like, drug heads because we use the term drug heads. All right, narc. So yeah, I don't know. I I've, I don't feel like I had anything really substantial to say about it, other than my fears about the product. But I'm I am, curious. I'm it's also fun. super curious because yeah. that would be really freaking cool. Or imagine even like I know a Third Man Records does the thing where you can like record live to vinyl. Like how badass would that be to just like try to like get a sweet mix going and then like boom, take the phono cut over to the practice base and record live to 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 vinyl. Have that shit to sell. Boom, right at your show that night. Or you could cut. You could be. Recording that your night. show to vinyl, sell the record after the show, dude. Dude, that's really cool. Dude, dude. which is what Third Man Records does, but they have an actual vinyl pressing yeah. plant. Well, uh, that, that wasn't own. that the old school? Like you'd go in a box and you'd record your record. That's right. That's how they used to do a that. Telephone shit. And you had to be thing. you had to be good and, and play one song, play, play it all at, the, at, same all at the same time. Exactly. Have your har- three part harmonies all perfect. Oh man, Whew. the the uh, the barbershop days, man. So I don't know. Do you have any, Do you have anything else to say about that? Because I don't. I, I'm, I'm just curious as fuck. I hope they're at Nam. Ooh, phono cut. If you're at Nam, hit us up. Hit we'll us we'll up, hunk dude. it up, bro. So many questions. We'll do a live episode stream to the phono cut. I'll be honest, man. I don't think they have the balls to show. I don't. I don't. I don't think that they're. They have the. I don't think they have the product to show. <laughs> exactly. Same thing. I'm just like. I don't know. To me, it just seems so out of reach. But um, good luck with that, guys, and like keep us posted. Real good luck with that. So I don't know, man. I feel like that was a that was a nice tight tight one right there. I yeah. feel like maybe we should just kind of leave it at that and turn the mics off and hang out and just go and have just another beer or touch something. Butts. Yeah. Well, um, well, thanks, man. I was. Uh, it's always fun just having our little solo guys. I know. Going. We that look was, forward to our next guest. Whoever that was it may that be. was soul cleansing. I feel I feel very good good after that one. Yeah. What should we? Are we going to use? Are we going to use a sweet pick of you with the strat for the episode pick? Sure. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. You've got your sweet glasses. We should on take too. it. Yeah. All right, brother. All right, man.